Hello and welcome to Downs Your Way. I'm Colin Speller and this is episode 9. I'm still trying to pin down Vince and Neil for their Back to the Start interviews, but I have them captive next weekend when we go to Darlington and Scotland, so hopefully I'll get half an hour with each of them at some point then. In the meantime, for this episode, we are going to try the first of a series looking at the musical tastes of our artists in the style of a popular Radio 4 programme. For copyright reasons, we can't use words like island and discs in our title. So rather than casting someone away, we're going to imagine that Rebecca, our guest today, has, rather topically, been quarantined in a cruise liner cabin without Wi-Fi. I'm going to ask her to list her favourite tracks, as well as her choice of book and luxury item. Again, for copyright reasons, we can't play the music, but by the time this goes out, we will have created a Spotify playlist of the chosen tracks, and I'll include a link to it in the podcast blurb. I hope this works. Do let us know what you think. Rebecca, welcome to the Downs Your Way podcast, coincidentally named after you. Wouldn't it be great if we had a little theme tune? Da-da-da-da. It's Downs Your Way. Da-da-da-da. It's Downs Your I'm going to stop now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything. I, I, crit, critique of the song. I can hear it now. Like I can hear the little, yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's continue. Critique of the songwriting skills is not my, uh, no. not my place to do it, is it? So I'll leave that up to Steve. Um, so, what do you think of this scenario then? I, I'm not sure what is more would be more unpalatable, really, the thought of a cruise liner or being quarantined as a result. It's not of, the coronavirus, is it? That's on it, you know. Well, that was I kind of had that in mind. Although, please don't write in if that you know is, mm. is, is sensitive. So, yeah. anyway, a scenario where you haven't got all the trappings of the modern world, but you need something to comfort you and to amuse you. Right. So, and, like in prison. <laughs> sorry <laughs> folks sorry he's literally just glaring at me sorry go on so it, it's uh, we're going to talk through the tracks what you've chosen why you've chosen them what the background to it is and mm-hmm. so your our listener can gain an insight into your musical tastes and maybe a little bit more into the background of your writing and your artistry really <laughs> I suppose. So, let's kick off with number one. What's your first choice? Okay, they're not really in any order. And the thing is, when you say, oh, pick ten tracks or whatever, it's really quite hard because obviously you're in different moods at different times. So, sometimes you'd be, you know, I've tried to pick ten tracks that are pretty much, you know, say if I was in a rock mood, I wouldn't pick these tracks. But these tracks are all tracks that... You know those tracks that you can listen to without getting absolutely sick of? There's not that many of them. When you whittle it down to that, tracks that you wouldn't stab yourself after listening to five times, not that many. Anyway, so number one is one that I absolutely love. It wasn't written by Bonnie Raitt, I don't think. But it's by Bonnie Raitt and it's called Guilty and I have sung this one. And it's just one of those songs that, again, I can hear over and over again. And I can sing over and over again. And I don't get bored of. And I just love the sentiment behind it. Which is? Well, basically, that you're guilty, you know, blame me sort of thing. You know, you're guilty of sort of loving and, you know, caring and all the rest of it. But, you know, and I think it sort of resonates with, well, it resonates with me. But I think it would resonate with everyone, really. When did you first hear that? Oh my gosh, 
maybe about sort of 10 years ago her version of it because I love her voice it's very relaxed you know I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with vocals as some people know um, and her voice is a, is a very sort of smoky relaxed delivery you know you wouldn't call her a belting singer or anything like that and it's a it's a, a definite style that carries throughout all of her tracks where some singers change their style throughout tracks um, and it's just her way of delivering it it's just so subtle but so beautiful and if you listen to it listen to the lyrics it's um if you don't like it i'll be upset and i'll come around your house no 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 i won't do that <laughs> uh, i'll send ralph round to have a word with you I'll send ralph round to have a word yeah uh, just in case you think we're uh, doing this by a, a a babbling brook or a trickling s- stream um the reality is i'm afraid we're sat next to a uh, fridge freezer that's decided to do its defrost mode no we're not we're by a babbling book (laughs) slash book brook slash stream i think think this particular weekend with storm dennis around Mm. there's plenty of scope for who names these storms like storm dennis like what the you know what i mean just saying maybe we should have a competition (laughs) to see what people think storm rebecca would be like (laughs) oh a lot of hot air that would be (laughs) i'm very loud Okay, so that's that's number one pinned down. What about uh, right, let's let's move on to number two then on your list. Number two is a song by a singer who, whenever I think of him now, just it does actually break my heart because um, he ended his own life. But Chris Cornell from one of my favourite bands, Soundgarden. There's a Soundgarden track in here as well. But um, the the Bond theme that he did called You Know My Name, and again, like, I could listen to this over and over again. It's just freaking amazing. His delivery, his, his vocal prowess is above and beyond. He reaches notes that most female singers can't reach. And if you, if you do know something about voice registers you've got base in basic you've got your chest your very low register your head voice uh, though some people call them different things your head voice is just your regular singing voice and your falsetto or like there's a belt voice in in between and he, this guy just belts like crazy on such high notes um he just blows me away and again he's the the whole focus of the song even though it's james bond and can sometimes you know be a bit crass even though i'm I'm a big james bond fan myself but sometimes the songs can be a bit too tongue-in-cheek and a bit too silly this one is just you know goodness me you know it strikes at the heart of you it's quite a an aggressive song even in the the way the lyrics are structured it's yeah just an incredibly strong song sang by one of the best singers of of our time i think the quiz question would be which james bond film is that the theme to you too i'll leave that to our listeners yes i think so as well because i can't it's remember. called it's called you know my name i know which one it is but i'll leave it to you answers on a postcard no prizes no prizes okay number three number three is something completely different and i think all these have a theme i'm just looking down them and i've realized they have a theme 
no matter if they're rock or heavy or you know whatever I've picked songs that as I say I don't think I could ever get sick of so not just songs that I listen to all the time because if I, you know that there's hundreds and thousands of those and this one is by Ella Fitzgerald um, it's every time we say goodbye um, again another song that I have sang in the past but Ella's delivery is just above and beyond and you're thinking about different vocals Ella's delivery style is obviously the delayed uh, coming in so you're coming in kind of a beat late a bit Frank Sinatra you've got this almost honey tone but the thing you've got with Ella as well I always think is um, a lot of the singers around that time especially the female singers were hooked on heroin because it was cheaper than alcohol and they were actually given it um, you know instead of alcohol by the band leaders and the managers that sort of took them out on the road and um, Billie Holiday is great she's obviously great um, and the sadness you can hear in Billie's voice it sort of attacks you the sadness is so at the forefront but with Ella what always strikes me about Ella is that you've got this kind of happy tone but the sadness is there underneath if you look for it in some of the way that the the words tail off and and the general delivery and obviously this is a sad song anyway the other thing about Ella Fitzgerald is the fact that my mum and dad went to the same Ella Fitzgerald concert in Birmingham a month before they met so it's kind of Ella Fitzgerald always has a real sort of place in my heart but also because I think she's the best female singer of all time that was interesting because I was just about to ask you whether these songs have a particular moment in your life as well as mm. a resonance just because they're great songs um, you've obviously picked that one up in relation to the Ella Fitzgerald number mm. but it would be interesting to see whether any of the others have a similar link to you I mean they do really I mean because you all a song always takes you back to a moment where it really resonated with you and every time we say goodbye as well I, I mean if you try to sing some of these old some of these older songs you'll be absolutely kicked in the guts by how hard they are to sing and to make sound and to do any justice um, a lot of the Cole Porter ones very very similar and this one is no question that this is pretty damn hard to sing okay so uh, where are we now I suppose up to number four mm. now people some people will hate me and loathe me for this but I quite like being hated and loathed in a way because at least it's a reaction and not just a non-reaction I find that people hate people that are successful. Somehow they just immediately dislike them because they're successful. And I think this is a this guy's a character that has been sort of subject to that. And I can see why he can be a little bit annoying in his interviews and he dates models and all the rest of it. I'm sure that can be annoying and he's, you know, not not that hard to look at. John Mayer and slow dancing in a burning room and slow dancing in a burning room. It's such a brilliantly written song. And I think we've all been there where you're still hanging on to a relationship and you know it's going down in flames. And you know it is. But you're still there going through the motions. You're still there doing this bizarre 
slow dance of life around each other while in effect you know the relationship is just burning around you and that can be you know subtly or it can be completely in flames where some you know it's quite violent and not you know and you know it's no good but and this song just is one of the saddest songs i've ever heard because of that because it's not really something that many people write songs about you know i don't you know it's what it's that moment when you know this is over but you're still there you're still there and again i think he's a you know he's um i love the sound of his voice so you know i don't care if he dates models and katie perry and he's really handsome and probably shouldn't sing the blues because you know all of these things but it's just a great song so there you go <laughs> well, you you argue you argue mm. your case extremely well. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will be uh, mm. d- desperate to know further and better particulars of, <laughs> of the of the resonance of this. But we'll we'll move on. And so to number five. To number five. Okay. Well, this is a real classic rock song. You can't really get more classic rock than this, I don't think. A band called Nazareth. And a song called Love Hurt. And yes, again, I've attempted to sing this in the past. My God. You know, I don't know whether I did it justice. I'm going to be totally honest. I probably could do it now, a few years later, having sort of pushed my vocals a bit further. Um, but again, I think, you know, I'm sort of looking at these thinking it's all about loving it. But really, <laughs> at the end of the day, isn't it really what it's about? You know, I know, you know, people regard money and material objects and status and all the rest as really important things. And they are important to a certain extent. But really, at the end of the day love love in all different ways you know love for your family love for your friends love for the person that you're with and you know it's called love hurts for a reason and it's love hurts love scars love wounds you know are the lyrics of this song um and again you know to sing it is a real delight because you kind of realize when you sing a song and when you interrogate a song to that degree that you're preparing to sing it and to try and do it justice just how damn good the vocalist is and um another amazing vocalist please check it out nazareth love hurts okay to number six number six okay well this particular woman needs no introduction, really. Joni Mitchell, um, again, one of those songwriters that, you know, if you don't know of her songs, you're missing out. Um, this is A Case of You, and the version in particular is one of her older versions because I just love the way her voice has changed over the years. I know she's a heavy smoker, but it has definitely come across in her voice and I'm not advocating smoking I don't smoke myself but her voice at this stage in her life has dropped a few you know has dropped an octave definitely and has got this gorgeous smoky tone of it but again this song 
This song makes me cry. There's not many songs that make me cry, but this song actually makes me cry. Um, because it's it describes perfectly that feeling when sometimes I think love is overwhelming. When you love someone so much, you feel like, you know, you can never get enough of them. And almost you can't, you can't put it into words, you can't tell them. It's kind of an overwhelming double experience in a way. And I think this song completely, completely sums it up. And I just adore, adore Joni Mitchell anyway, who doesn't? Again, I can hear the audience desperate for, <laughs> for the background. Oh, there's a litany of, <laughs> of but, relationship disasters, I'm sure. Yes, well, I, 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 we, let's not let's not go let's there. Not let's, let's not go there. Let's, let's move on from Joni Mitchell to the next one. And I think we're now up to number seven. We are up to number seven now. It's quite funny, actually, because I was speaking to a fellow musician the other week who hates this band. And they are a bit marmite. I don't think Steve's a massive fan. Um, But for a singer, people who know me know that Freddie Mercury was like, oh, my God, how did I love that man? I bloody love that man. And this song, Queen, the show must go on. And it's just such a... I heard it on the radio again the other day. That's why it's on this list, I guess, because it's all popped back up again. Um, it's this desperation in in the song and the way it's sang and delivered by Freddie. You know, it doesn't matter. Inside my heart is breaking. My makeup may be flaking, but my smile still goes on. And anyone that performs knows the true the truth of those words. You know, you can be absolutely falling apart inside, but you'll be on stage giving it. And there is a sort of desperation in that. Um, and as a performer, I think, you know, I completely align with that sentiment, you know. And obviously it's Freddie Mercury and I bloody love him. What did you make of the movie? Have you seen the movie? I loved it. I loved the movie. Um, obviously some of the facts were kind of moved around a bit the dates were moved around but that's fine I mean I've I've basically watched every documentary on Freddie Mercury and Queen that there is to watch because of Freddie because like I loved him <laughs> that's it but you, you thought the movie I thought it was a good representation yeah. and I thought um, he did really well I mean I just I thought the whole thing was really really great I was a bit sort of like you know sitting there my hands, my hands in my, you know, chewing my nails, thinking I hope this isn't going to be appalling because some of them are, but it was really, really good. And so to number eight, eight, yes, losing count here. Number eight. Oh, I love this man so much. Again, he's, you know, he's easy on the eye, girls. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and when I was younger, I'd think I had a massive crush on him. But it's, again, when you see him live, perform live, it's like this, you know, force of nature. There's no stopping him. I don't know how he does it. He does like four-hour performances. The crazy, crazy man. This is a song called I'm on Fire, which is, you know, it's got, I think... It's got that kind of, you know, the thing we tried to capture in Night Train was like the train feel and this has got it. But it's like, you know, 
again, it describes that desire, that sort of, that place where you are at, where the, the only thing you can think about is that other person and it's all consuming and you are on fire. Um, and those are the moments that I think we all live for, to be honest with you. But again, it's just the beauty of the writing and the production and the way he sings it, you know. It's I, just spectacular. I Forgive me if I've missed this, but I don't think you mentioned the name of the artist. Bruce Springsteen, the boss. And again, is there a particular resonance of that number to you? Or yes, and we're not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> Interviewer retreat. <laughs> 90 miles an hour, engage reverse gear. <laughs> yeah, Simpson style, off into mm. the distance. This is something I have to do and I got you now. Which brings us round to number nine. I think we're number nine. Number nine, like a little bus. This is Ricky Lee Jones and Something Cool. And... Again, it's one of those songs that makes me cry. And I don't cry at songs. I don't want to cry at songs, you know, but I kind of want to cry at this one. It's a live recording of this. And I don't think I've ever heard a live recording of a song so perfectly delivered. It couldn't be improved if you tried. And I think... Why I've included this is because a lot of the time you get a live performance that just cuts through any recorded performance you, that artist could deliver. It's the moment. And that's why, you know, you either like live recordings or you don't. You do suffer sometimes on the quality, but then you'll get something in the performance that is so electric that it's worth everything else not being quite as clinically recorded as a, a studio recording and this is that it captures the delivery of this is I just cannot believe how good it is and it's about again it's a subject that's never really touched on it's about a woman of a certain age looking back to when she was young and so you know believes that that was the time that she was beautiful and and it's so sad, but it's but it's so beautiful. Um, a really unique song. You're just so unique. Ricky Lee Jones smashes this. Listen. There, you've been told. Listen. So, as I said earlier, Spotify playlist, hopefully. You can pick it up from there. Uh, Non-fans of Spotify, please don't write it. <laughs> it's just... A vehicle. Where you can still listen to it, even if you're not on it's Spotify. Right, yeah. You don't have to sign up to anything. No. I got you now. No, number 10. ten. Number 10. Now, I've got to include this. I included him before in his solo form, Chris Cornell, but this is Soundgarden, a band that strike at the very core, I think, of everything that I do. A song called Jesus Christ Pose. If I could have written this song, I would have probably, you know, I could die happy. It's just such a striking song. I do love rock and I do love a lot of things that are way heavier than this. But this is so resonating. 
You're staring at me in my Jesus Christ pose, arms strung out like I'm carrying a heavy load, and it's like, and, and the other line is like I'm, I've got the nails through my hands. You know, it's like, I guess he wrote it in a way that I would assume is about looking at somebody and thinking that they're this god, and they're not a god. They're just they're just a guy, they're just a man, you know, you're looking at me like I'm Jesus Christ, I'm not Jesus Christ, I'm a singer singing a song. Um and this again it's his voice is just scarily good. The performance is unbelievable and it just rips right through you. In fact everything Sam Gordon did rip right through me. Um yeah, just take it in, listen to it, love it, enjoy it. It's strong. Leave reality outside the door Cause this is all it's worth living for So is that it? We are at number 10? I think 10 because otherwise, I, I mean, I could go on, you know, into right now, 1028 is, <laughs> you know... And when I'm in the mood for X, Y, Z, I listen to, you know, it's like, come on, be boring. I've tried to pick 10 songs there that, as I say, there's not many songs. If you really want to whittle down the songs that you love, just think, would I get tired of this song? Could I listen to it over and over and over and over again on a desert island and not get tired, or on a cruise ship, (laughs) and not get tired of it? There's not that many. No, indeed. And actually, the... uh the programme around which this particular episode is modelled um, actually I think only includes eight songs probably for reasons of time mm. but also much the same reason it's quite interesting isn't it to sort of constrain yourself to mm. that list because I think even if most of us put together like a playlist or something it would quickly grow to sort of 20, 30 songs Oh really you. quickly and of course it depends what mood you're in and all that so to try and say to yourself these are songs that I wouldn't get tired of. It's actually quite hard. Yes, it's interesting to think of a mood that sort of goes through that particular list. This list, mood-wise, is about, I would say, the thing that links it is uh, vocal performances. Looking at it myself, it's those different textures of voices, the way that they're used, um, the way that they're used to deliver different versions of how you can open up a song vocally there's so much going on there vocally with those songs it's kind of less is there a lesson in how to sing alexa show me strong vocal performances and they wouldn't come up with these they'd come up (laughs) with somebody sort of you know mariah carey belting out something which is fine if that's what you like but not my particular choice okie dokie so we've done the discs you've got the option of to take in a book and a luxury item so which particular book would you take oh my god i mean i read every single day every single night before i go to bed i read um a lot of the time read way too late and then wake up tired um I'm absolutely obsessed with post-apocalyptic novels and, you know, and I love a trilogy. Oh, my God, I love a trilogy. Just so that I know I'm in with those characters for the long haul. Um, I'm actually reading at the moment Stephen King's Doc, 
uh, Tower series. It's got a huge amount of books, which is brilliant. Stephen King's a ledge. Um, but I would take in, okay, I love an author called Hugh Howey. I love him, post-apocalyptic craziness. There's, you see... There's a trilogy, the Wool trilogy. Would I be able to take in a trilogy? If it was one volume, which I'm You sure. can get it in one volume, yeah, I'm going to squeeze that in. So it's the Wool trilogy, Wool. If I couldn't take in a trilogy, yes, Ralph, I'm, Ralph's here, he's yes, agreeing dog, with dog me. Dog of the podcast this week, again, it is Ralph. Ralph Stewart knows. Um, would be another book by him called Sand, but okay. a really Wool. Okay, so just a, a, a quick synopsis of the wall. Well, scenario. you know, life as we know it is over, and you're living in a silo, kind of an upside down silo, which is like, you know, a city, but in underground. And um, that's all people have known for hundreds of years now because the outside is too dangerous, uh, you know, noxious gas wires in the air. Um, and people have, you know, that's their life. That's their life in the silo. Um, people don't travel up and down the silo because you can imagine how many floors are there to hold a city of people. There's no lift. They go up and down the stairs. So if you're, you know, in the mids, as they say, you pretty much stay there because otherwise you've got to like go up loads and loads and loads of stairs. So there's like different levels of society in different levels of the silo. Amazing. I should confess that you persuaded me to read this particular uh, trilogy, and I did, and it is absolutely splendid. Mm. It, it grips you, it, it, it takes you in. Yeah, of course, like most of these post-apocalyptic scenarios, you can pick a few holes in one or two of the premises but uh, it's a great it's a great series and uh, well worth well worth it's great I've pretty much <laughs> I'm making my way through every post-apocalyptic drama there is every novel there is I've, I've got you know lists and lists of ones that I've read but that one was kind of like the first and it really struck a chord there's many that would say that you're preparing yourself for the times we're in but let's not and go let's there. not go there people and you come So, we turn to the luxury item. Oh my God. You know what? I think this is so hard because when you think of a luxury item, you could just be a bit silly and like, you know, say hair straighteners or something, you know, but you haven't got any electricity. I mean, obviously my luxury item would probably be Ralph, but I really can't take Ralph. We're talking about inanimate objects. Because then I thought, what about my guitar? But then what happens when the strings break? Like with you, one luxury item, can you take spare strings? Uh, this is getting too complicated. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't study the rules that closely. Yeah, well, well you should have done. I suppose conceptually you could take your guitar, yes. Let's guitar, suppose. I'm going to say guitar then. It's either guitar or Pepsi Max, one or the other. Yeah, and I, I think, think Pepsi Max warm is no good, so I'm going to stick with the guitar. Yeah, I think you'd find the guitar better. A in source the of enlightenment. Yes, yeah, so you'd be able to capture your yeah. grief at staring at the wall of a humming cabin yeah in the cruise ship. see i'm envisaging a desert island not a cruise ship <laughs> but we can't say that can no, we, no, say? we can't say that for copyright maybe reason. prison again i don't know yeah. okay well, 
You've got happy bit of happy days. Post-apocalyptic scenarios, prison, crying yeah. at songs. This has been a cheerful and inspiring episode. Cheerful and inspiring podcast. Recorded on this day of storm, Dennis, when it's been as dark. I want to know names these these bloody storms because that is such a crap name. And what about people called Dennis? They're going to get really upset about it. Yeah, but they'll be gone. I mean, it, they, they've got years of this to come, haven't they? So they've got to work mm. their way. Most of us will eventually have a storm named after us at the rate they're going. Mm. So I, I look forward to Storm Storm Colin. Ralph. Storm Ralph. That he'd be smelly, Storm Ralph. Uh, growly. Growly and farty. The wind would be barking. Mm. Yes. Oh, Ralph. oh, poor I Ralph. I love you, boo-boo. I'll take you anywhere you need. Okay, so Rebecca, thank you so much for that. That's been uh, enlightening from my point of view. I hope the listeners feel the same. Uh, no doubt you'll get some comments and feedback. Um, and if anybody's got any comments or suggestions about these cars, keep them to yourself. Keep them. To I'm yourself. only joking. No, send them in. Send them in because uh, send them it, in. We want to hear it. Yeah, it, yeah, we, yeah. It, yeah, we've got uh, we've got more of these to do. So you know, ideas welcome. Uh, very much so. So as usual, there is a merch discount code on this podcast and we will give it the name the code guitar i think okay yeah after your luxury item so if you're on the shop and you wish to avail yourself of a 10 percent discount of all the items you buy just type the word guitar in capitals in at the appropriate point in the checkout process where it asks you for a discount code and you will receive 10 percent. and if you have any problems with that please email us and we'll help you sort it out Thank you very much for listening. Again, as we've said before, we welcome all feedback. Please write in and tell us what you think and what you'd like to hear. And in the meantime, I wish you a good couple of weeks. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully with an interview with Vince and or Neil, depending yeah, on... Yeah, Chenzo. Well, now. yeah, being able to pin them down and having a decent environment without sort yeah. of a, a band or two warming up in the background. Mm. Um, but that's my intention for the next couple anyway. So, Rebecca, again, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks, guys, for listening. And goodbye. Bye. Bye.